Hola, friends. Welcome to the Medicine, Marriage, and Money podcast, the only podcast for physicians who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together. In this podcast, you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a more financially savvy relationship with your spouse. And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and certified relationship coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome and bienvenidos. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming. And thank you for listening on this Thanksgiving week, the Monday before Thanksgiving, you guys, this can be a very dramatic, overwhelming, stressful time for a lot of people. And not only just for you, but for also for your spouse, maybe not even only for your spouse, but perhaps for your parents or your in-laws, maybe for your kids. So this is what I'm, we're going to talk a little bit about families. Okay. Families and Thanksgiving and I just want to start in a way that I normally have never, I've never started before actually, but today my mother sent me this text to me, my dad and my aunt, we have this text chain where we are always texting back and forth. And um, she sent me this article. It's called Michelle Obama's philosophy on marriage. You have to be prepared to have long stretches of discomfort. Okay. So this is a CNBC article written <laughs> with Michelle Obama quoted and I just like to read it and then reflect on it. And I think this is so appropriate for this Thanksgiving week. So in her new book, The Light We Carry, Michelle Obama gets personal. The former first lady discusses her dad being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, the importance of nurturing friendships and the challenges of childcare. She also delves into relationships, not only her own, but what she sees happening with the younger generation. In an interview with NPR's Life Kit podcast, she shares the advice she tells any young adult who asks her about marriage. You have to be prepared for long stretches of discomfort, she said. And by long, I mean lasts years. Marriage is never 50-50. When it comes to long-term relationships, not enough people give realistic advice, Obama says. I am fascinated by how little we talk to young people, young adults, about what it actually means to partner with somebody and what compromises look like, she said. A common misconnection about marriage is that there is equal give and take at all times. Marriage is never 50-50, she said. You kind of wonder how that idea got out there. Over the course of many years, the amount of compromises might even out, but there will always be periods where you feel like you are putting in more work than your partner and vice versa. If you look over my marriage and if I were to judge it in year five or year 10, there was never 50-50, she said. Somebody was always giving more. When it came to prioritizing their careers and family, for example, she had to make some tough choices. There were times when I felt 70% in and he was doing 30% and I had to compromise as he has, she said, because of the choices I made in the terms of how I wanted our family to look. I had to take my foot off of my career gas pedal, never putting on the brake, but slowing up a bit. These are natural compromises, she said. Many young people, though, aren't sent this message and give up too quickly. I think it's important for us to be honest in those conversations, not to glamorize what a partnership feels like 
because then young people quit too soon, Obama said. They quit before they've really played out the full scenario. And that article was written by Aditi Shrikant, November 18th, 2022, last Friday. I just want to emphasize the fact, her quote, marriage, and this is definitely not her quote. So many people say this, marriage is never 50-50. So if we can all agree, and if you don't agree, talk to me, send me your questions. Tell me why you don't agree. Let's talk about it. Marriage is never 50-50, meaning you're pulling more, more of the weight than your spouse some days, some weeks, and sometimes even some years. So what is needed is patience, patience, love, unconditional love, and compassion. And when we don't have that, when we're always focused on ourselves and what we're giving and not just receiving, that's when we get stuck. That's when we get into trouble. When we listen to these Hollywood movies or, you know, listen to our friends who may say, you know, you should just leave if, if they're not going to put in the effort, if they're not going to meet you halfway. Well, what is that? Are you supposed to be measuring like halfway every day? No. Sometimes they're not on the journey that you think they should be. Sometimes they may be sad. Sometimes they may be frustrated. Sometimes they may be overwhelmed. You know, and this goes back to Brene's Brown quote from last week when she's like, we would be divorced by now, except neither of us had the energy at the same time to make it happen. So look, we've been in this marriage for 30 years. That's the, that's the, that's the thing. When one of you is down, hopefully the other one of you is up to pull you through those hard situations. Unfortunately, when there's only two in a partnership, in a intimate relationship, that doesn't always work that way. Okay. So because a couple people could be down at the same time. So let's, let's talk about connection. Okay. So when we're feeling disconnected, okay, that's when some of us start to feel lonely, sad, like something's not right. Right. It's like, I want that connection. I was just, you know, coaching a, a woman physician today on how she's found the time. She's finally found the time, you know, she's got several kids finally finding time in her day to connect with her husband. So they went for, they went for a meal together for an hour and a half. They found the perfect time in their week. And she's like, after that hour and a half, <laughs> we were, we were farther apart than we were at the beginning. She's like, I finally found the time. I hadn't been making the time for a whole year. I finally found the time. Why am I feeling farther apart at the end of this hour and a half? I had been craving for a year. So then we had to dive deeper and figure out, okay, what was it? She's like, she, and, and, you know, and she prefaced this, like, we are a great team. We work really well together. I'm just missing that intimate connection, that, that relationship, that emotional connection we once had before kids several years ago. So why is it? So we took a little bit deeper dive. We turned our attention towards the top of the conversation and it seemed like what was happening is they were arguing on where they should spend holidays throughout the next year with at, at, at which which location you know the in-laws the parents 
uh, her parents' house, his parents' house, where they should spend it. And they had a different ideas about well, where they should go. I mean, it's cold here. It's warm there. We should go here for Thanksgiving, here for uh, Christmas. And, and then he shut down. He just shut down because they were in a disagreement. They couldn't figure it out. She said it turned awkward. And then they left. He went to go get the car. And she was like, we walked out, not even holding hands. She's like, I wish we could have just at least held hands, you know, but we weren't even talking to each other when we left. How interesting, right? And so I'm like, why, why is that? Like, why weren't you holding hands? You know, and I said, and I, I said to her, if you would have reached for his hand at the end of that conversation, would he have batted it away? And she said, absolutely not. He would have held my hand. I just have a huge problem reaching for my husband's hand when I'm feeling disconnected. And so then we, okay, so why the disconnected, right? The disconnect is because her goal was her, her, her need was for her husband to be on the same exact page as her, to not shut down, to not get awkward, right? Even though they might have disagreements, like we have had disagreements before, but I just wanted to be on the same page about these holidays for the whole year. I wanted it planned out. So then, you know, and this is advice that we could all use, right? The next time you're in an argument or a predicament with your spouse, and at the end of the conversation, at the end of the hour and a half, you haven't resolved the argument or whatever it is you're talking about. And they shut down. Things get a little awkward. You get a little uncomfortable. Do you still need, do you still feel disconnected or can things get awkward? Can your partner shut down? And maybe your partner doesn't shut down. Maybe your partner reacts in a loud voice. Maybe your partner, I, I could be either aggressive, passive aggressive, whatever. You know what your partner does, okay? Could they be that and you still, still feel connected because you know, right, that this is just a passing conversation and that you're eventually going to get through it and that your end goal for the both of you is to spend quality time with each other to provide an environment, a safe, loving environment for your children and for for, for, your, for yourself, right? To create that loving, nurturing environment for your kids, for each other, for one another, and for yourself. So even if your partner shuts down, even if your partner gets angry and raises their voice, can you still feel connected? And even better, can we turn this connected feeling that you're craving, that you're wanting, can you turn that into open to connection? Because see, at this point of the conversation, they're hour and a half, the glass of wine, they've, they haven't agreed on which house they're going to go to for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for Fourth of July. She's a planner. She likes to plan all these things out they haven't figured that out, can she still be open for connection, giving and or receiving at the end of that hour and a half? Can she still be the one to reach for his hand, to give him a kiss, to, to touch his arm, right? Because he's open. She said, she's like, I know he's still open, 
for that connection if I were to make it. He's just shut down, right? So it's playing into that dance. So he shuts down. So then she retracts. So then what? Their confirmation of disconnected continues and continues and continues. This was a huge shift for her. The going from disconnected to open to connection in the same exact scenario, because y'all, you are not going to be on the same page every day, not even every week. I mean, I'm telling you, I have been married for, I even forget, like eight years now. I think I'm on my eighth year of marriage. I think I'm on my eighth year of marriage. (laughs) And there are multiple days and sometimes weeks that we aren't on the same page. And that's okay. I have learned to be open for connection in what, however that looks. And this is what I want you to do. If you are feeling completely stuck, if you are still sticky, you're like, no, this is happening. This is, I have been in this for a year. I've been in this for five years. There's no going from disconnected to open for connection. Okay. It's not going to happen. I want you to try this exercise for the next week. This is Thanksgiving week, y'all. So you can do this with anybody. You can do it with your spouse. You can do it with your kids, with your in-laws, with your parents, with your cousin, with your Aunt Vinny, with your Uncle Joe. Okay. I want you to document however it is that you document best. Say you have a neurodivergent brain. Okay, whatever. You can take pictures. You can send yourself voice memos. You can open your notes on your your phone um, or you can can do it in an old-fashioned journal. I want you to look for connection wherever you go, wherever you are. Okay. You could be lying down on your sofa. You could be in the grocery store. You could be in the car with three screaming kids and with your spouse who doesn't know where they're going. Okay. You could be in the kitchen with food splattered all over the floor, the dog eating their own vomit. You could be anywhere. I want you to look for any moments, milliseconds of connection between you and your children, between you and your spouse, between you and anybody in the house, between you and your dog and your cat, between yourself. I want you to feel, what is that feeling of being open to connection? What does that feel like? Not just connected, but being open to receiving and giving connection. Once you're more comfortable in noticing all those moments and focusing on those moments, You start to shift the focus away from the disconnected. Okay. Now, if you're in a place of constant resentment, that's a little bit deeper. That's a a separate conversation. I'm, this is best for those of you who may have had just a spell. Okay. Where you just haven't been able to see each other, talk to each other about, about, you know, deeper things other than getting the kids fed into bed. Okay, young moms. Uh, this is this is for you. And if you're listening to this, this is for you. If you've come this far in this podcast, I want you to create your list of all the moments you feel open to connection. Okay. And remember, I'm going to re- reiterate, you know, Michelle Mo- Michelle Obama's words that. The common misconception about marriage is that there is equal give and take at all times. This may be you, right? 
being more open to connection than them. Okay, this may be you putting 70% effort while they're only giving 30. Okay, these are the natural compromises. And, and how do you not glamorize what a relationship should look like, right? So I want you to just imagine that next time you get to an argument or stuck, get stuck in rumination, a way to get out of that, I want you to think like you're talking to a friend, okay? They're the one who's stuck. They're the one that's in this rumination. And just talk to them. Talk to them about being open to connection, open to receiving, figuring out what you need, okay? Practice this. Practice this this Thanksgiving week. This was a huge moment for my client. This was an amazing article by Michelle Obama. And I just want to give gratitude for you, my listeners. So thankful that you guys are here, that you're sharing this episode with those that you love. And, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully what we're doing here is just creating more love, right? Creating more unconditional love. And I don't know anybody who's mastered unconditional love. So if that seems like a daunting, unachievable task, that's okay. Like we are always growing. There's always more. There's never like an arrived. There's never like, oh, finally we're here. I'm going to be more joyful and happy for the rest of my life. No, it's a constant work in progress. So please find what is most joyful to you and so much gratitude to you and your family for listening to me today. If you are finding the concepts I teach in this podcast useful and want more in-depth, personalized support for your relationship, consider this your invitation to join me in creating the most connected and intimate relationship with your spouse that you could dream of. Go to medicinemarriageandmoney.com now. Download my 18-page medical marriage survival guide and workbook at no cost to you. And stop fighting as much. Stop ruminating as much. Decrease those grudges between you and your loved ones. And if you want to take it a step further, really enhance the joy and connection in all of your relationships, including the most intimate and dear to you, sign up for a discovery call by clicking contact us, book a free consultation at medicinemarriageandmoney.com. Thanks for leaving us a five-star review and for telling your friends about the podcast. You have the power to improve someone else's life simply by sharing this podcast. Much love to you and your spouse. You are exactly where you need to be in this moment. So much love, my friends. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional, medical, or financial advice. The opinions provided on this podcast are those of myself or the invited guest alone. They do not represent the opinions of any particular institution. Always seek the advice of your physician or financial advisor with any questions you may have of a medical condition or financial plan. This is for your entertainment only. Yeah.